Hello, listener. Welcome to Marching In, a dedicated Southampton FC podcast hosted by me, Luke Innes, and Sam Apperton. Music comes from Lawrence Norton. If you want to stay up to date with the pod and find out about future guests and upcoming episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Marching In Pod. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Marching In. I am Luke, and as ever, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Sam Appleton. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. Um, any excuse to um, miss the England game tonight, so yeah, I'm happy to be doing this. Yeah, nice. I am away, thankfully, so I miss Friday and I'm missing this evening, but we are recording, what, about 15 minutes into England-Germany, a game that... Saints captain James Will Prowse has been left out of the match day squad for entirely. Let's start there, given it's the kind of Saints news of the day. What do you make of that? Um, it's obviously probably a two-sided coin, isn't it, for Saints fans? It's, um, I mean, it's good that he won't be getting injured tonight or be at any risk of any injury. So he's fresh, fresh and ready to go for Saturday, all being well. And also, I mean, if he doesn't get picked for the squad in, in what, October, November, then it's, 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 he's going to get six weeks off, which, I mean, which is vital for a player like him. Who, I mean, he's just he's just 100% every single game, isn't he? I, know he's, I do think he's strolled a little bit this season for form, so I'm not that surprised he's not playing for um, for England. Um, but yeah, for him, at his age, the age he's at now, 27, 28, it's probably last chance saloon in terms of actually making it to a squad for the... Um, for a major tournament. So, yeah, it's a shame for him, but I just, I mean, I've got lots of criticism of Gareth Southgate and obviously the, the main one we're going to focus on here is more Prowse because that's the, the Saints-related issue. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jordan Henderson's barely played, seems to have barely played a minute this season and he's back on the bench tonight. He wasn't in the original squad. He came in for Calvin Phillips who, I mean, his injury may actually open the door for Ward Prowse to play and, um, play well to go to Qatar not, not necessarily play so yeah I mean it's a difficult one it's a, it's a shame for him really because I mean I think like last five minutes Friday night he's the point of difference they're one nil down against Italy who I mean they're not they weren't they're not a great Italy side and you chuck him on for the last five minutes they get a free kick around the box he can he can whip one in or he can have a, have a mm. shot himself yeah it is a shame for him I don't know I don't know what you think yeah, I think it's just a little bit of disappointment because I get the feeling that a couple of those that are left out of tonight's squad probably won't make. Qatar and JWP seems like one of those. Like you say, I haven't really got much to kind of add to what you've said from the Saints perspective. I would say he's probably had one of his worst games in some time for us in the last match against Villa, which we'll, we'll come on to. And his form has been kind of okay, I think, to start the season. Um, but yeah, there's probably more glaring kind of omissions from the match day squad, I think, in, in Trent and, and Fikayo Tomori, who's been excellent by um, all accounts for AC Milan. So yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I think there's sort of 
the grumblings or grumbles around Southgate are, are sort of, yeah, uh, are mounting, aren't they? Um, but it's really disappointing. I think there's a piece that I saw crop up from Jacob Townswell on The Athletic. I haven't read it, but it seems to be sort of suggesting that actually JWP's at a slightly strange time <laughs> in his career, given how average, distinctly average Saints have been over the last 12 months or so. How is that affecting his chances to sort of excel and kick on as a footballer? And then on the flip side, you touch on sort of how important he is for Saints as well and how much of a talisman he is for us. But could that do him well? But it's an interesting one. What do you think it might do to, I guess, if he's left out of the Qatar squad, potential, I guess, rumours might circulate that actually still playing for a club like Saints will continue to affect those international chances? Yeah, I just do think the age thing also, like, I mean, the next next tournament's going to be Euro 2024. Then he's going to be, I think he's, he'll be 29 then, nearly 30. And it's probably mm. almost too late then for him to, a, because there'll be other players coming through for England and also, like, in terms of getting a big move, there'll be clubs like the sort of calibre of club that you thought think he could go to. We're probably going to be looking for someone a bit younger or a bit more, probably quicker or more dynamic than him. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely on a bit, a bit of a crossroads. I mean, I personally, for me, I, I'm delighted he stayed this summer, but if he had gone, I would have been like, fair enough, he's done he's, basically, he's done 10 years in the first team in the Premier yeah. League. And we've really got to shed loads of money for him. But, yeah, he's so important to us. I mean, I know he struggled. He's, well, it's probably a good segue into the Villa game, that how much he struggled in that game. But the whole team struggled. I mean, I personally think every time he plays alongside Di- plays alongside Diallo, it just doesn't work. Um, so I think that completely... If, and also losing his partner. Basically, he's lost his... Sorry. <laughs> lost his playing partner in, in, in Romeo. His partner hasn't died. Uh, no. As far as we're aware. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's lost his uh, playing partner in Romeo. He's been so used to for the past two, three yeah. years since, since Hoiberg left. And um, I would have liked to have seen him next alongside Maitland Niles, but I'm, I'm, we're going to, I'm probably, probably going to the, the game a bit too soon there. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, you haven't, Samuel. Let's let's move into the Villa game. And I think actually James Will Prowse and the Villa game is something that I wanted to talk about. But like you say, it was a really bad performance. And I mean, not just a bad performance, but a really bad game of football that many people have commented on. One of the worst games they've probably seen in, in recent memory. And I would attest to that. Diallo seems to be a slight problem I think in the sense that sort of transitioning the ball from defence through to that attacking phase really struggles when he's in the team and Lavia's added that level of dynamism that Diallo I don't really think has you make a good point about well Prowse losing Romeo as well in the sense that those two were so settled and would just practically play every game together and knew each other's game really well. Ward Prowse is being asked to do slightly different things, I think, and has played a little bit further forward as well when Narvi has been in the team. But we were abysmal. And I think quite a lot has been made of how direct we were in that game and have been. But we just never looked like scoring. And there were so many long balls that were played, 
so many poor passes played out of defence. Azunu, yeah, lumped it up pitch a lot, and the stats are kind of reading that we are pretty much the most direct team in the league in terms of how many long balls we're playing. Villa let us do that, and we were just awful. Yeah, I mean, Villa were there for the taking, pretty much, because, I mean, they're shot of confidence, and we went there, and as we did against Wolves, who hadn't, who hadn't won in, what, since April, we just very, very tame, very, very tame performance indeed. And, um, yeah, it just, they just didn't have to do it. I mean, Villa were awful. <laughs> it's this. Villa were awful as well. This, this, it was a terrible game of football. Yeah, I was. I, I watched it in an Irish bar in Valencia, and we were obviously me and my group of friends were the only people in the entire bar watching it, and it probably dwindled to less than that by the end. Because I suspect quite a, one or two of the group probably lost interest. Luckily, I was pretty, I was pretty inebriated by the end of the game. So that's one way to deal with it. Yeah, it was. Definitely the best, probably the best way to do it. It was very, very bad. It was just, yeah, just wasn't like go to that place like that. I mean, I've been to see Saints at Villa Park. I mean, this is the first visit I've not been to since we've been back in the Premier League, and it's been three or four occasions we've been up there and absolutely torn them apart. It's because you sort of prey on it's a big ground, Villa Park. It's a, obviously quite a, a really, really impressive ground. I'm not a big fan of the stadium, but if you get you get an early goal, their fans will get in their backs. Mm. I mean, I've been up there and it's been properly toxic. And it, if we got an early goal against them last Friday, if we'd gone, gone in for the kill early on, they would have been. I mean, I, I know a few Villa fans who just they want they want Gerard gone, and mm. the ground would have turned if we. Not even, I'm not even saying like get an early goal, but like put some pressure on them early on. We just didn't do anything. Before. Yeah, they had Ashley Young at right back who's. Who's getting on it? Getting on it, and um, we just didn't attack him at all. Like it was such a safe, safe lineup. And I mean, I say safe. Obviously, we lost, but there was just nothing, nothing in that lineup at all that sort of inspired you. And Ralph's got into his head now that because this four-three-three formation of Armstrong and Elianusi works for two games, it's now the thing that's got to happen for forever. He's just. He just got into his head now that this works. It's just, it's just nothing. We just offer absolutely nothing. Let's delve into the selection a little bit because I think it feeds into what we'll talk about ahead of the Everton game. But it, it for me, like you say, it was a safe one, but just a really disappointing one in the sense that, given what happened with Idozi at Wolves, mm-hmm. and like you said about um, Maitland Niles against Wolves as well, we look like a far better side with him in it you expected both of those players to at least get minutes within this game. And Adozi got hardly any, Maitland-Niles wasn't even in the matchday squad, which was surprising. And Ralph kind of has this, I, I really am struggling to articulate this point well enough, but I kind of want to talk about it in relation to some of the younger players we have going through at Saints. Has potentially a slight arrogance around how much sort of information and detail there is around his tactical ask of footballers that he really wants to bed them in and I appreciate there are a lot of good managers across the league that bed players in but some of Ralph's comments about kind of learning what to do off the ball like Enzi Maitland-Niles is relatively experienced for his age and you know has played in far bigger games than Villa away for Saints to 
sort of say that this guy isn't ready and it would have been unfair to put him in, I found really bizarre as a comment. And I there's a kind of deeper concern here that I want to link to potentially how slow he might be to bed players in like now Tyler Dibbling, who's back, like Dominic Ballard, like JJ Morgan, who Ballard and Morgan are two of the most exciting young players in in English football for their age group right now, scoring goals for, for both age groups on international duty this break as well. There's like a real concern that I have that we could really miss a kind of a, a good generation of players coming through because Ralph's resistance to put them in. And it was kind of typified by the fact that if those he got between five and 10 minutes in that game should have got far more. Um, and the few moments he did have in that game, he went past, I think it was still young, who was on the pitch that time, 37 minutes. Yeah, got, got him books. And it was like, sorry, someone's actually committed a player and, and gone round someone. He was pretty much the best player on the park for the 15, 17 minutes he was on against Wolves. Like, why did he not bring him on earlier? And it, it kind of, it, it was, it's relevant to the whole selection. We, we cannot persist, I don't think, with Armstrong, El Yanusi and Diallo as players within our midfield. And Ralph does. Yeah, the comments he made were just so, so weird. I mean, if, I mean, I appreciate you can think them. Fair enough, think them. But I just don't see what, what it gains from anyone to put it out in the in the open like that to to the media because the fans are going to be thinking what the hell's going on here. The Melit Mate and Niles will be pretty embarrassed, I expect, and also be thinking well, why have I come here? Why have I come here to be like basically give, made a scapegoat in the press by managed by his manager? Well, <laughs> the stuff he's saying is like oh he's not up to our system and stuff like that up to up to speed with our system. The guy's played for. Obviously, Roma. Like, I mean, didn't have the greatest time at Roma. Play for Arsenal. Play for England, and apparently, he's not ready to play in this. I mean, our team is average beyond belief. And <laughs> he's saying, "Oh, he's not. Doesn't he's not up to what what we do?" Then he probably. I mean, what my thought is, he probably played a few forward passes. Ralph's like, "Well, it's a bit. That's a bit too. It's a bit too adventurous for us, pal. You can. Uh, you can rein that. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah." Um, yeah, you need to keep your part in that backwards or, or sideways <laughs> a bit more. But then he says, "Oh, this guy's not up, up to speed." But then, what's he do at halftime? Brings on this guy, brings on Larios, who's never played a senior game before. Gives him forty-five minutes. The lad did all right, but why is he up to speed and Maitland-Niles isn't? When Diallo also is clearly not clearly not what we're looking for. He's not a defensive midfielder. He never has been. I didn't. I, it was a weird sign in the first place. We've sort of been lumbered with a guy that we don't really need. Yeah, I think we are both very aligned on that um, point. I think the only other thing I want to talk about on the lineup here is the persistence with specifically Elianusi. And again, I'm thinking about what options we do have on the bench. And we, this will feed into, I think, what lineup we might want to see for Everton. But he was really poor again and is not offering enough in, in that area of the field. Um, and Aribo came on in central midfield and it's not really his position. Like he's not a, a central midfielder. He's not a deep line player like that. He is very threatening, you know, in, in one of those attacking midfield or, or even, you know, striker positions. It, it just does just seem slightly strange what's going on there. Anything to add to the kind of El Yanusi, even Adam Armstrong piece, who try as he might, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I, again, have this feeling that I, I really want the guy to do well. 
puts in so much effort, but his quality on the ball is, is severely lacking at times, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, since since the start of the season, and he knows he's played what, nearly every game. I think he even played the Cambridge Cup game, I could be wrong. And um, he just doesn't, I just don't know what he offers. I mean, he had, he had like, good spells and fits and starts last season. And he just, he doesn't have any pace. It doesn't really, there's not really much of a goal threat. And I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, Stuart Armstrong's a good player. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really in the, 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 the um, I know a lot of Saints fans think, oh, he should be starting every single week. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't buy into that completely. Hmm. But um, he's a better option than, than Elianusi for sure. And also, like Adozi as well. It's just, he should have been starting that game instead of Elianusi. They're just, they're just yeah. both very, very like, it's more for what they do off the ball. And we need we need to win games. Yeah, and you say Villa were there for the taking. Gerrard's under a lot of pressure. They've had an awful start to the season. Not really looked like winning many football matches. I think potentially was it the Everton game was the only other one they they've won in in across the season. Um, and we're average in that game from what I saw. Like we we had a chance to really attack this fixture, and I think people were sort of forgiving of the result of Wolves given what we had seen in passages and given the fact that really we were one horrific mess away from taking a point from that game, we didn't create anything within this game and the changes he made didn't affect that in the right way. I thought Larios looked relatively encouraging at, at left-back, but you know, to, to think, to your point, I hadn't really connected the two. So think that this pair will come in, you know, as someone like Liberamento did, without playing a second of Premier League football and, and coming at fullback and apparently Maitland Niles has said he's willing to sort of move his stance on playing purely central midfield to play fullback positions. Now, surely that is, is an, an option that needed to be considered in that moment as well. It wasn't even on the bench, so it couldn't have been. Um, Sam, we'll move into um, the Everton preview and, and some lineup predictions and, and what we see happening there. One thing I did just want to cover off before we wrap on the Villa game is I maybe thought Bazuna was at fault for the goal. Does he not just have to tip that over the bar? Is it not a simpler save than he makes out? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've let in two goals our last two games and they've both sort of been... I mean, the Wolves one was sort of... I sort of wrote that off because it was just a bit of a weird one. It just completely yeah. wrong, wrong footed by The Villa goal, yeah, I think he probably could have done better. I don't think it was a glaring error, but yeah, I think he definitely could have done better with it. Yeah, I just think um, potentially whether you put it down to experience or just a better keeper probably pushes that over. Um, I do think if our old friend Alex McCarthy had made had let in a goal like that, we'd be it'd be a big segment on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But we like we like Kevin Mazzino, so that's fine. Um, yeah, okay, nice. We'll uh, we'll finish on the bit of awful game. We've probably given it more airtime than it needs, but we have talked about a lot of connected themes relevant to Ralph and the team and lineups, etc. We play Everton this weekend coming. They are, I guess, buoyed after is it their first three points this season when they played West Ham last weekend. Yeah. And kind of looking at the underlying data behind Lampard's Everton, they are pretty boring, but they are pretty solid. I think in terms of XG conceded, so in terms of the quality of chance they conceded, they are top six within the, the league right now, which I guess is maybe a surprise to some people, but I 
think he's kind of got them relatively well drilled defensively. They've obviously strengthened in that area and have a back two in terms of their centre-back partnership um, of, of Cody and Tarkovsky now, a pretty decent Premier League level centre-back pairing. What are your thoughts going into this? Before we get into predictions for lineup, what you want to see, what we might see, um, yeah, what are your kind of overall thoughts as we go into this game? Um, I think it's a big game for Ralph. I do think the pressure will start to crank up again if um, if there's not a performance. I mean, obviously a win would be ideal, but in terms of performances, we can't we can't turn up and play like we play like we did at Villa. The fans just won't allow it. It, it will get pretty pretty toxic at, at St Mary's if um, we put in another performance like that. Yeah, I've been. I mean, Everton have sort of been been a strange one this season. Obviously, they've um, brought in. Address a gazeman obviously back from PSG as well. Onana seems to be another good signing. Hmm. In- interesting one to be. Um, so Nathan Patterson got stretched off the other night for, for Scotland. So I'd imagine he won't be won't be featuring. He's obviously been a, quite a big part of their um, their team this season. Yeah, he's been good. Whether Jordan Pickford's fit or not, I'm not sure. So it could be Begovic in goal. Um, so hopefully we keep. Hope it's not too windy for our goalkeeper. <laughs> Nice reference, Sam. Um, yeah, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a nutritional game. That would be a, a word I'd use for it. Um, I think it'd be 1 0 either way, to be, to be honest. I, I know you said couldn't wait for predictions, but yeah. Um, yeah, the, he needs a result, Rav, because all of a sudden, if we lose if we lose on Saturday and then we're going into Man City away, so it could all of a sudden very, very quickly be four defeats in a row when you've had such a good result against Chelsea and then since then it's been a massive, massive damn squib. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of that Chelsea result and I think potentially we we knew at the time but maybe we even underestimated how important Romeo Lavia had been to our start to the season but coming out of that Chelsea result it felt like it was something to build upon but now feels like we're going into this period needing a result because we yeah, we play uh, Everton this weekend coming as you say the City game is a write-off I appreciate we picked up a point and could have been more last season but um, very unlikely to repeat that uh, Lee Dean Hammond back on to get us a new yeah yeah exactly we'll snip in the bit where Hammond, Dean Hammond <laughs> said that we were going to get something or maybe said we were going to win um, and then we have uh, it's West Ham at home and then Bournemouth away so we have a uh, kind of what feels like three out of the four next fixtures me feel very winnable but given what we've done in the last two games just how likely is that um it's it's a really important game i think and one that you kind of naturally feel confident going into given what what sort of club everton have been over the last 24 months or so but like it's it, I'm, I'm nervous going into it to be honest. i think it will be quite a turgid affair relatively low scoring as you say i think there'll be probably just one goal in it Either side does take the three points. I want to talk about what lineup you want to see within this game, Sam, because I feel like it's something we don't normally do in terms of look, this is what you go with for the team, because Ralph feels relatively hard to predict at times and it's kind of pointless. But I've had a little think about what I'd want to see for this game. I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, goalkeeper picks itself a Bazunu. Yeah. Now I'm probably. I think the probably the back four probably picks itself as well. I would go Perot over over Gineppo. I just don't. Yeah. I know he signed a new contract recently, and people have been, have been getting praised for all this, but I still don't buy Gineppo at all. 
I'd rather he was the player rather it's further forwards. I mean, I'd have Ward Prowse and I'd have Maitland Niles, but whether two weeks has passed and he's got to the grips of our amazing, amazing strategies <laughs> and uh, football, uh, that's that's up to, that's uh, up to Ralph. So to be I'll, fair, I'll... just on that, Sam, it's a it's a good point because we've had like a you know a good two week break now, and I don't know what that means for players that haven't featured so much, but someone like a Maitland Niles, you you would have to expect him to maybe not start but get significant minutes, I think, in a game like this. Like it's it seems like a no-brainer to put him in alongside Ward Browse. I'd want to see exactly that as well. And then I'd I mean what formation are you going with? He's going for a four three probably have a rebo just in front of those guys. And then Stuart Armstrong and a dozy either side of Adams. But I'm, I mean although I'm a bit uh, is it right that Trey Adams is out of Scotland's game tomorrow with illness? I did not hear that. I did not know that. But yeah, I think he's doubtful for their game tomorrow night. Yeah. So he, didn't he's doubtful play, Saturday, did he, so. he didn't start their last picture, did he? No, no. So I think maybe maybe he's doubtful for, for Saturday. I'm not too sure. But mm, I mean, all being well, if he's fit, then obviously he starts. But yeah. 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 Other than I, that, if, if he's out, then striker-wise, we're very much in a pickle. Yeah. I appreciate Ralph's been sort of tinkering with a few different systems this season, but I personally would like us to sort of, I know, go back to basics as if that has been world-beating, but go with the 4-2-2-2 and play Armstrong and Aribo in those attacking sort of number 10 positions. And I'd want to just start, I think, betting in Sekumara for, for more minutes. Like, he showed so much in that. Leeds game and I appreciate it was kind of a small window I thought he did a really good job against Leicester in terms of what he was asked to do as well um, I'm playing up alongside a, a partner I think in, in Adams could I think really be beneficial like the, the kind of the most exciting football we've played was in that 25 minute spell when both of those two players were on the pitch and Arebo was on the pitch like I feel like Ralph has to get out of this this slight sort of, yeah, pretty pretty dull, direct football that we've been playing in certain games this season. And I think that Sekumara could be part of that. And it kind of links back to the bedding in of players. He did it with Broja last season. He's done it with, with others. But getting used to our game without the ball, well, let's try and sort of dominate more of the ball and get the, those players involved further up the pitch. Like that, that would be what I'd want to see. I don't think that's likely. But I was just reflecting on, I guess really what a talent this guy is and the fear is that again we could miss out on on someone like him really exciting because he's just a bit part player under Ralph and, and I think he's probably too good to to let that happen so for me it would be um yeah kind of Armstrong Aribo and behind a front two potentially that that could lend itself to Mara and, and Armstrong um if Adams is ill yeah I mean we're gonna you'd imagine it's a game where we'll have more of the ball Everton will probably try and put on a counter to have players like Gordon and Mope and Awobi in behind. But, um, Fucking Neil Mope. Yeah, I'm still getting over that last-minute goal we scored against, uh, against us last season. Oh, my God. Just, um, that's the weird thing, actually. We always... I, 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 I was kind of... I was listening to a podcast earlier about Deserby going to Brighton and stuff. Um, Brighton seemed to be a team under Potter that we always did well against. And... Yeah. 
just yeah I, I was thinking about Neil Mope and that goal just how fucking frustrating that was um anyway not not so relevant but obviously there's been a few moves in terms of what's happened managerial elsewhere um in the Premier League I guess to finish up with I want to link those points very tenuously if we lose on Saturday and unlikely that we get anything at City what kind of pressure do you think Ralph will be under? Um, from the fans, a lot of pressure. From the club, probably not that much, I'd imagine. I think, well, I mean, I, I don't think it'd be under any pressure from Martin Simmons, put it that way. It depends whether um, the, it depends whether the sport Republic will have different views on that. But I don't, I think he's probably got a bit longer than, a bit longer than some fans would like. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. It's, uh, I can't remember who's made the point. Maybe it was Carl Anker, the previous Saints correspondent for the Athletic, who said that when you just think that like Ralph is dead and buried, like he pulls, starts to pull something out of the bag. <laughs> and that kind of happened with the Leicester game. I think the United performance was one of our best of the season. We were unlucky to, to lose that game. In the um, Leeds game as well, like 2 0 down. Yeah, exactly. And he, he kind of has bought himself, I think, a, a bit of stock back in the tank from our start. And we've just had two pretty poor games of football that we've lost narrowly still. Now, there haven't been any high profile defeats, probably bar the, the opening of the season when we looked a little lost. So give it, give it, a, week. Give it a week. Yeah, give it a week. <laughs> <laughs> Harland, yeah, potentially uh, <laughs> break some records against us in two weeks' time. Sam, it's been great to chat again, my friend. Um, is there anything you want to finish up with before we wrap and send the listeners on their way? No, very much looking forward to my National Express coach down to Southampton on Saturday due to the train strike. So that could be a... No. Let's hope, let's hope it's worth it, put it that way. Uh, mate, I did the same. For, for the Leicester game, as you well know. Um, when was the last time you were on a National Express coach? I actually got on the other week to Stansted and I want to flew out to Valencia, so... Fair enough. I'm making a habit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a regular. Um, nice, mate. Well, enjoy the, the fixture. I will enjoy the rest of my holiday, I'm sure. And, listener, we will be back. The weekly schedule is upon us now. We'll be back after Saturday's fixture against Everton to give our debrief on that game and preview the Man City game. So look out for that next week. But I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for staying the course.